Here's what's coming up on today's show. You have to look at the end goal, and your end goal is retirement. I don't care if it's a little bit stressful. The key is you have to go through that if you want to retire. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Glad to have you back on the Retirement Reality Podcast alongside Mike Coyne. I'm Ben George, and we're going to talk to you today about procrastination, how it can doom your financial future. I know most people are aware of that, Mike, that, hey, I need to just get my house in order in every aspect of life, right? Don't put it Mm -hmm. off. Just take care of things today. But in the financial world, it can really add up over time. It can. You you get one time to do retirement, and I don't think procrastinating on retirement is a good idea. <laughs> no, it's not. So we want to talk to you today about you know some of the excuses that we hear and why they can be dangerous. And then, of course, we want to talk to you about how you can overcome them, give you some solutions along the way. So we'll do that today. Mike, I don't know if you knew this, but this is episode number 100. Congratulations. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I I didn't know we were there yet, but that's awesome. Hard to believe it's already uh, been 100 episodes, but we got a lot of great content. And, you know, just a quick promotion go back through them. If there's something you're, you're curious to learn about, there's a pretty good chance we've covered it before. And uh, you can get some great insight into Mike and, and how his team works with clients. So check that out. You can go back through our feed. We also put them all up online at principalpreservationservices.com. So 100 episodes in the book. So, well, just about. We'll, we'll be in the books here in about 15 minutes or so. But uh, congratulations and- on that, Mike. Yeah, thanks. And we didn't procrastinate. That's why we're here. <laughs> exactly. We did not. <laughs> well played. All right. So on that note, let's uh, let's talk some procrastination a little bit. So we've got six different excuses uh, you probably hear from time to time, Mike, from people and, and how we can overcome mm-hmm. them. So the first one here is uh, my parents really never did any retirement planning and everything seemed to work out fine for them. So I'm sure things are going to be the same for me. Yeah. And you got to look at times are different. You know, most likely your parents could have had a pension. You know, we see the percentage of people had a pension and where they are today have pensions. Uh, it's, it's a dying, you know, situation where most people don't have pensions, but most likely your parents did. Also, it came from a day where only one person in the household had to work. We're not in that same kind of day and environment today as well. So don't just look at what your parents did. And we don't know the details of everything of the parents. I, I know my parents did okay, but I didn't know the ins and outs and the details of what uh, they went through until they started telling me things, right? So, yeah, don't rely on, you know, on just on the outside. Um, we can, we, just no difference in looking at your neighbors. Sometimes we think your friends, your neighbors, the family members, they're all doing so much better than you are, but you don't know the, in, in the inner details of what's going on there. So do what you can keep your eyes off others and just put on yourself and focus on what you can do. Yeah. We've highlighted some of the things that have changed over time, but yeah, I mean, even, you know, just going back one generation, so much has changed for people trying to retire today. So, you know, even if your parents didn't do much retirement planning, doesn't necessarily mean that you can do the same. There's just so much out there, but again, you'll never know until you sit down and actually script it all out and and find out where you stand. So yeah, go in to start with. All right, number two here on the list. I don't know who to listen to, Mike. This is a good one. I think a reason why people do put it off is they truly don't know who to work with and and how to find a good advisor. Yeah, I understand. Things can be confusing, and there's a lot of different opinions out there. And, uh, you know, you can listen to Dave Ramsey hear one thing. You can listen to um, Susie Orman. She'll tell you something else. You have to go with what feels right with you, you know, so you but you have to actually do something. You just can't. Um, say, because there's so many different opinions, I'm not doing anything. 
um, well, there's hundreds of different type of models of cars. Uh, you got to drive one car. You got to figure that out, right? So the key is you got to find, start doing some reading or meet with some advisors and find out what is their model. What are they believing in? If they're only selling the investments and they're not doing planning with the investments, I don't think that's the best route you should go. Personally, I think you want to, if you're going to be planning for retirement, it's not just selling investments, it's about putting a plan together. So in my opinion, you should be looking for somebody who's going to be able to look at the big picture and not just try to you know, sell you uh, some new investments, um, in my opinion. But also do your research, do some reading, find out what rule of uh, investing retirement planning fits with you that you feel comfortable with? Yeah, that's a good one. And it's, it can be difficult. There's Everybody's got an opinion today and uh, you can find information everywhere you look. So it is tough to sort through who to listen to. Yeah. All right. Uh, this next one, financial stuff just stresses me out. Um, <laughs> and and I, I get it. I think we all kind of go through that at some point or we all have an aspect of our life that stresses us out that we don't want to face. But sometimes you just got to sit down and knock it out, right? Yeah. You know, it, it, a lot of things stress us out. Everybody has something, you know, whether it's, you know, the, going to the dentist or getting taxes done or, you know, there's always something. And somebody's strong suit for one person and is not a strong suit for somebody else. We have to just get over that. What are we teaching our kids? That just because it stresses you out, you can't do it? Well, no. If you want to be a, a nurse someday, you, your kid wants to be a nurse, and they said stresses me out doing schoolwork, well, you have to look at the end goal. And your end goal is retirement. I don't care if it's a little bit stressful. The key is you have to go through that if you want to retire. You get one chance to do retirement, and you want to do it right, and you don't want to fail at it. So do your work and do your job and, and due diligence. And it's, it might be a little stressful, but you know what What I find? The more we learn, the less stress you know, comes off of my shoulders. And the more you can have, have a trusting relationship with somebody the less stressful that is as well. It's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight, but you have to move forward. Well, this next one is one that uh, I think we all can relate to. Um, I know you can right now, especially, Mike, but yeah, I'm just too busy to, to worry about my finances right now. I'll get to it, but I'm just too busy right now. Yeah. So now, eventually you'll be so busy that all of a sudden you're 60 years old or 65 years old and you're like going to be like, I don't know. I can't. My health is affecting me. I can't keep doing what I'm doing. I'm stressed out at work and I have a new boss and I don't want to do this anymore. But now you don't even know if you have enough money saved for retirement or did you not save at all because you just keep pushing it, pushing it off. So um, we can't use busy as a, as an excuse. Um, I always say, you know, and you probably heard this before, everybody's excuses are like armpits. Everybody's got two of them and they both stink, right? <laughs> so Everybody will, will do something if it, if it means enough to them. If it hurts yeah. enough not to do it, somebody will do it. So also, you know, I would just recommend do some Google searches on people who didn't save for retirement, for people who, you know, take the advice from people who, who didn't do it. Uh, just keep pushing it off and find out how, what kind of lifestyle are they living compared to the people who did. Um, that in itself, in my opinion, is very encouraging and that'll motivate me to, I don't want to be one of those statistics. I want to make sure I'm going to jump on it and start as early as I can. And even if you feel you got a late start, it's never too late. You know, you have to do something. Uh, don't use that as an excuse. Put it in your calendar and work around it. Yeah, I think that's a fair reminder too, Mike, that if somebody does feel like they've procrastinated so long and, you know, well, oh, it's too late now, it's not, right? Even if you have put no. things off, it's still not too late. Definitely not. I have some people who were farmers and they lost everything in the 80s and had to start over and get jobs and do something that they weren't 
you know, adapt to doing before because they, they farmed and they had to get jobs. So, um, and they were, they had over a million dollars here when I met them here over five years ago. So just, and they didn't get started till their mid forties, start saving for retirement. Yeah, that's a good example. All right, a couple more here. How procrastination can doom your financial future. This excuse, I just don't know where to start. It's a fair one, right, Mike? Because there's a lot of places. Yeah. You've got to overcome it. Again, again, you got to start somewhere, but I would start by doing a budget. Let's start with that's kind of the the foundation, the base of your finances. So do a budget. What's your income coming in? What's your expenses going out? Are you making contributions in your 401k? Can you afford to increase those contributions? Okay. So look at the budget contributions. Go online and, and get your social security statement. Find out where's your social security expected to be when you, you need that money. Uh, do you have a pension? If you have a pension available through your work, find out what that money will be, what that monthly dollar amount will be, or are you going to have a, a lump sum rollover? Um, so the key is you have to find out what you have before you can find out where you want to be. And and so sometimes you have to work backwards. You know, you, you say, this is the lifestyle I want to have. Uh, this is what I need to have to get that lifestyle. Or you, you can look the other way. You find out what you have and what kind of lifestyle can you afford to live with what you have at that point. So you just have to start somewhere, start writing some things down, start pulling some reports, social security, contributions, look at your 401k, pull all these things together. And that's kind of what we do here, Ben, is people come in, they're in that situation and go, we haven't done anything. But we want to retire in two to five years. Show me where we're at. And that's exactly what we do. We show this is how you're doing retirement without us interfering. Because, you know, even if you, you fail to plan, you have some kind of plan. <laughs> there is a plan in place. Even though you haven't written it out, you're on a path somewhere, right? Um, mm-hmm. So we want to show you this is what it looks like without us inter- interfering. And then we give you some recommendations after that to show you how you can better your retirement. But I would say a lot of people are in that, that position on question number five there, Ben, because they don't. They haven't started anything. And now they're finally getting close enough. They're like, let's look at where we're at. Right. Well, that's a good one. You, you know, Lean on your advisor to help you know where to start. All right, last one here. I'm a perfectionist, and I don't know how I'll ever achieve that with a constantly shifting financial plan. Yeah, financial plans are supposed to be able to be flexible and shift with you and with changes because you know, hardly, hardly any retirement plan is going to be stagnant and it's not going to be adjusted because things change. Health changes, uh, needs change. You know, you know, all of a sudden we've seen people with their, their kids maybe have some health uh, crisis in their family that they need to step in or divorce or your health file uh, you know, changed or you, know, you were let go from your position two years prior than you expected. All these things change. You have to be flexible, and so does a plan, because we want your plan to work whether the market's good and it's on pace for what we plan for or if things change. So you have to be flexible, and we're de- we're so used to dealing with perfectionists anyways. Um, we work with a lot of 3M engineers. So, um, guys, if you're listening, I, you know nothing wrong with that, but most of these engineers, they're more right than wrong, and I'll just say that. And so, yeah, they're used to their way. They're used to looking at it from their point of view, but I... I appreciate the fact that a lot of these engineers that we work with, they look at it from our point of view and say, I've never saw it that way. I didn't, I didn't see this, but what you're showing me is I did, something I didn't plan for. You have to just be able to be open-minded uh, for change. 
Very good, Mike. Uh, again, you know, we're all going to have reasons why we procrastinate. We're all going to procrastinate as, as, as perfect as we try to be. You know, it's, it's tough not to. But again, it's never too late to get started. So don't don't think that. And also, if you know, don't be afraid if you have an excuse, Mike. I mean, you're not going to judge somebody because you know they fall into one of these categories potentially or have their own reasons for why they're not financial planning. Right. I mean, you're you're there to help everybody kind of overcome these challenges and get to where they need to be. Exactly. We're trying to make sure, you know, understand everybody's procrastinated at something in their life. So we're not here to, to shame you to say that, you know, if you don't do it, anything, <laughs> you know, you're, you're not going to be able to retire. We, we're not like that. We want to work with you. We want to we understand where you're at uh, because, you know, Ben, I'm sure you've procrastinated at least once in your life, right? <laughs> yeah, at least a couple once. times. Yeah. I think back in 2013, <laughs> I did. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we all procrastinate every weekend. I want to do things. I have a list in my mind of things I want to do that I don't do. And I understand this is my bread and butter. This is not yours. And it can be hard, but we want to make it easy for you. So um, just make the appointment. That's the easiest way to get over it is just move forward. Well, you can find Mike online, principalpreservationservices.com. That is the website. Also, the phone number to get in touch with the team is 855-987-8888. All right, a couple of mailbag questions today, Mike, to throw your way here. Let's jump into them. Um, Let's start with Scott. Scott says, I'm interested in buying a rental property or two, but should I wait until my mortgage is paid off before I do that? Most people don't, Scott. I think most people are, if you're, if that's your desire, I mean, I don't know how long your mortgage is. If you know people have a 15 or more commonly a 30-year mortgage, unless you're you know, accelerating that payment, it's a long time to wait. And if you're interested in real estate, you want to find buy when it's, you know, the investment property is in a good, you know, good market, which I think is right now as well. So... Um, nothing wrong with looking at that right now. And so what some people actually do, Scott, and I don't know if this is a fit for you, but some people turn your current home into the rental and then buy something else. So um, it's um, you can turn that mortgage that you're you know, currently in, it's, it gets to stay as a that, that lower rate mortgage because when you buy investment property, you get investment pro- property mortgage rates, which are higher. So turn that maybe when you're your home into investment property and then you get to buy something else at a um, lower primary mortgage instead of investment mortgage. It might be an option for you. All right, good question. Thanks for that one, Scott. Here's one from Jim. Great situation he's in here. He says, I want to save more for retirement than what I'm allowed to put in my 401k. Where, where's the best place to put that money? You can do an, an outside you know, IRA or uh, 401k outside of the uh, employee sponsor plan. Now the key is you have to understand there are income limits or there's uh, not income limits there's contribution limits depending on you know what your income is. So if you have an employer sponsored plan and you want to do an IRA, you not, don't necessarily get to uh, get a tax deduction on an IRA. It might be an after tax to, you know uh, contribution to an IRA. So either way you could still do that. You could look at some outside sources or you can even open up a or a Roth IRA as well or a non-qualified retirement plan that has no tax benefits as, as a tax deduction when you contribute, but there's nothing wrong with that. We have a lot of clients who have a non-qualified uh, retirement account that you're not under that 59 and a half rule before you can start taking funds out. All right, great question, Jim. Great position to be in. And uh, our last question today comes in from Leslie. I have a financial advisor who has done a good job for me over the years, but my brother always says I should be doing better. Should I listen to him or tell him to leave me alone? I will say it's, it's good to uh, get a second opinion, just to um, an outside opinion. And hopefully the person giving you that opinion is honest. I, and we've given some 
opinions where I, I said, well, I think your advisor's doing a good job for you, you know, and, and they said, that's what we thought, but we want to make sure. And I know there's people listening that could say that we've told them that, but, uh, yeah, sometimes when they say you're so close to the trees, you don't, you don't see the forest, you need to take a step back. And sometimes, um, when you're, you know, you just need that to have that somebody who's in that field to, to point out some of the flaws or some of the things that might be concerning, like uh, maybe you're you're investing riskier than what your tolerance is, or um, your fees are a lot higher than expected, or you have some investments that work a different way than you thought they work. So it's it's a good way just to have um, you know a second opinion just to explain things to you, and those should that should be a free service that most advisors should give at no you know no cost just to tell you where you're at. Um, I think it's. I think it's a wise um, advice from your uh, your brother. All right. Thanks for that, Leslie. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Jim, as well. If you have questions for us, you can send them to us. PrincipalPreservationServices.com is the best place to get in touch with us. But you can also call the office at 855-987-8888. And, again, please subscribe to the show. We have a new episode every couple of weeks, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you then. And also, Please make sure you uh, check out the YouTube channel that Mike and his team put together, Retirement Reality on Please do, yeah. All right, Mike, that'll do it for us today. Appreciate the time as always. Yeah, 100th episode, and uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's uh, I can't believe we're about two and a half years. Is that right? Three years now? Yeah. That's about right. About three years now, absolutely. Three years. So it's been, it's been a good run. We'll have more coming your way, but uh, we appreciate all the support so far. It's been, uh, it's been a fun ride, and uh, hopefully we'll do another 100. Thanks, man. Thanks, Mike. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.